0: hey hello my name is arnold and welcome to emerging a podcast where i talk to different artists from around the world in various parts of their careers who try to give me some tips and some of us tips about how they got into the art world the show is dedicated to people like me who are somewhat lost confused and trying to find their place my name is arnold i am a photographer graphic designer and printmaker and my first guest for today, first guest, I only have one guest. My only guest for today is Jay Carino. He is an amazing illustrator, and um, there's a lot of other things there, but he, I, honestly, I don't know what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not allowed to say. Uh, but without further ado, please welcome my friend, Evan. Hi. <laughs>
1: Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> for
0: being on, yeah. um, do you wanna, do you wanna explain what you do since I completely fumbled that even though we talked about it for like five seconds?
1: <laughs> sure, yeah. um, so I'm a painter and I also work as an illustrator and an animator and uh, yeah, so just kind of an all around artist. Um, all
0: around, yeah.
1: And my real name is Evan, but uh, for these purposes, I go by the name Jay Carino, just kind of keeping parts of my career separate from each other. So that's why I have two names. But...
0: Yeah, two different names, two different identities, two different yes. types of work.
1: Like Batman. Yeah. Like Batman.
0: Um... <laughs> okay, so I actually don't remember fully how we originally met. I mean, I know we talked on Instagram. I don't remember who reached out to whom first, Do
1: um, you? I don't really either. I think it was uh, on my illustration Instagram and I don't remember yeah. why. I think maybe you asked for like just advice about um, starting out in the art world. I feel like I remember that because you were still living up in upstate New York
0: at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes that actually kind of rings a bell. I have a very bad memory, so um, (laughs) and I was I was a little too lazy to go scrolling through our messages because we've we've been talking a lot recently, uh, (laughs) or for a while. But um, yeah, um, that's actually that's funny because that's actually the purpose of this podcast. Uh, (laughs) So not much has changed. Not much has changed. I am still lost, (laughs) Uh, but but a little less lost with your help.
1: Oh well, that—that's the goal, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the goal. Yeah,
0: and that's actually really true. Um, and you also, um, during quarantine, I think, did two really, three really amazing portraits of me. You, so, so you were work, you were doing a lot of these portraits at the time, right?
1: Yeah. So, um, in February of last year, I guess probably March, um, during the beginning stages of the pandemic, um, I kind of just started doing uh, virtual portrait sessions, uh, mostly with gay men and queer non-binary individuals around the world. Um, And it just kind of started through Instagram and people that I was, you know, having conversations with on Instagram. And then we would do Skype or FaceTime or Zoom or whatever uh, drawing sessions where it would be you know, like an hour and we would just talk and i would be drawing um and so i think now i've done like over 50 sessions um with different people and like uh people in you know india and england and south america and the united states and just kind of all over the place so um yeah it's been a lot of fun just getting to meet yeah. people
0: that's awesome have you have you continued doing that since things have i mean your work has been different that you've been posting online. So have you continued still? I mean, wait, no, actually I think I've seen some newer ones.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I kind of I took a break um for last summer just because my husband and I were moving. Um so there was kind of like five or six months where I wasn't uh really doing them. But then I kind of started again in the in the new year. Um especially since a lot of people are still in lockdown. Um now that I'm in California it's nice because you can still go outside. But um, yeah, it's still locked down. So it's still kind of a nice excuse to meet new people and, yeah, do some
0: drawing. Where would you describe yourself being in your career? Like, do you feel like uh, you're you're still an emerging artist or do you feel like you've gained some success and how would you define that success?
1: Um, I would say that, like, depending on what aspect of, my career, because I've been illustrating uh, books for about 10 years now. So that I feel like pretty established. Um, and then this uh, foray into fine art is kind of a more recent thing. Uh, so definitely still an emerging artist there, but it is kind of a funny um, you know, difference between the two because you get used to understanding how a certain aspect of the art world works and then you jump to a different aspect of it and you don't, you know, really have that much understanding. So, um, I think as far as like what determines success for me, it kind of it's always kind of changing. And I think that um, at at this point in both of my careers, I'm just kind of happy to be working on the kind of work that I want to make. And um, you know, it's always gratifying when people respond to it and and that kind of thing. But I think mostly I'm just kind of happy to be making a lot of artwork. Which is nice.
0: Both of the different types of work that you do are very personal. They seem like they stem from the, like very similar places, just two different sides of you, and that's not a lot that people can say sometimes when they're in two different worlds.
1: Yeah, I mean it's definitely, and I think um, I'm sure you can speak to this too. Kind of the professional side of art which tends to be more on my like illustration side, you're always trying to fulfill a brief or kind of fulfilling what, you know, someone else needs, but you still have to bring uh, yourself to it. And that's what makes you a unique artist. So like, and I I think it's a a Dolly Parton quote where she's like, figure out who you are and then do it on purpose. And I think that's Mm -hmm. kind of the same idea for any type of art where, you know, you figure out what it is that you bring to the table and, Sometimes you can bring all of yourself or sometimes you bring different parts of yourself to different projects, but it's always about, you know your own self being a part okay. of the work, I think. I'm so
0: glad you brought Dolly Parton into this conversation.
1: <laughs> she should be a part of every conversation. She should be a part of it. Every... <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so um, do you want to tell us how you started out?
1: Sure. Um... So, I went to Parsons in New York um, and originally was doing graphic design and then uh, switched to illustration uh, as my major. And that's what uh, I ended up majoring in and kind of what most of my work has been in. So, um, you know, my first job out of school was a children's book. um, And I've kind of just been doing that uh, for 10 years now. Uh, I've also done some um, animation and concept work, um, some animation in my personal work as well. Um, so it's just been kind of the, this process of doing what I like doing and then also finding ways to, to do it for work as well. And um, kind of as the longer I've done children's books, um, I think there is part of me that wants to talk about other aspects of my life or bring other parts of myself to my artwork. And that's kind of where the Jay Carino um, Came into play where it's oh I can talk about whatever it is I want to talk about being gay yeah. you know whatever it is, and um, so that's you know bringing a different side of myself uh, to my work. So that's kind of been a fun experience having an outlet for all of that as well.
0: How long did it take you to feel like you had the space to do both?
1: I mean, I'm not entirely sure still that I have like the the space to do both as, as is evidenced by my dual identities, but you know, it's, um, I think that I started the account, I think um, about two years ago. And um, at that point I hadn't like, I didn't really know what it was, but I knew that I just wanted to make drawings that I didn't have to show to people in my professional life. And so I was just kind of doing that. Um, for about a year, uh, and I met a lot of really great uh, gay artists, queer artists like yourself. And you know, uh, I think that was kind of something that I didn't expect where I got to have a, more of a community mm-hmm. um, which was which was really great. And so I kept doing it. and um, I would say now that I've been doing it for about two years, um I have more of an idea of kind of where I want it to go in this kind of body of work. and uh, so that's been an exciting process kind of figuring out what I want to say and how it relates to uh, the rest of my work as an artist. And, and also having people notice it is, is exciting too, because it does feel like something that I just kind of wanted to do for myself. And so it's nice when that can get appreciated too.
0: I had a question, I lost it. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> how are you feeling? I'm good, Yeah. yeah.
1: What, did like, health-wise?
0: Because <laughs> oh. I cough. Yeah, you did cough, so. Cough. <laughs> no. no.
1: I'm yeah. going
0: to leave that in. <laughs> okay, so when you started out, what did you feel like you struggled with the most that you think someone else could relate
1: to? Um, I think, honestly, the thing that I struggled with the most starting out is kind of the thing that I still struggle with, where there's, if you do a lot of different things as an artist, it can be difficult to kind of um, navigate the art world a little bit, especially because of things like Instagram, where Mm -hmm. you're rewarded for having a very homogenous grid. Like I think Mm -hmm. that even, even when I'm looking at other people's work, if there's an immediate impression of like, oh, all these works look the same, but I like them, then there, you know, that gets rewarded. And so I think that can be kind of a difficult thing as an artist, especially if you do lots of different things, because Again, there are different aspects to everyone's personality, and it doesn't always look neat and perfect uh, like a yeah. grid. And so I think when I was first starting out, um, I had a lot of different styles that I like to work in. Uh, I would always want to find like different influences. And I think for me, the, the trick was figuring out how to present that in a way that still looked professional but didn't look like I was jumping from one thing to the next. Um, so that was kind of a lesson that I learned early on was sort of how to, if you are gonna do lots of different things, present that as a good quality instead of an indecisive quality. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I still struggle with that sometimes in figuring out how much of my identity to, to present at once um, and whether it's gonna impact other aspects of it. So I think that's something that, um, you know, even I've started doing some teaching uh, at university level and a lot of times people ask, you know, like, how do you find a style? How do you, um, you know, like what, how did you get to your signature style? And I think that's something that a lot of young artists worry about is when am I going to get to that point where everyone's going to know what my work looks like just because I did it. And I think that for me, it was kind of the process of learning that, that your personality is going to be evolving. The type of work you want to make is going to Mm -hmm. always be evolving. So don't worry so much about whether like every eye is drawn exactly the same or like, you know, I draw this nose because that's how I do it. Like, I think uh, it's more about just figuring out your personal process to approaching art and having that be your like signature, I guess. That's
0: interesting because I, that's very interesting because I also like, when I was in college I had a very specific style. Um, And then the minute I, literally the minute I graduated from college, my photography changed completely like, I, I don't know if you have seen my past work, um, but they were very, like, in portrait style, and there was, like, mm-hmm. Caravaggio-esque lighting, and, uh, but now it's, like, now it's, like, and I used to hate street photography at the time, and now, living in New York for a year, I just, like, went out and shot so much, and I was, like, changed completely, so, but but I also, like, find it very interesting about how what you said about social media because it's like it's pretty much a portfolio Mm -hmm. at the end of the day so you really want to it's hard to keep it curated um and also like you know try to keep a track of everything and
1: well it's just it's also like a different time scale too because if if you're wanting to be an artist like you're talking about how you know, you did this work for a few years and you want to do other work for another few years. That's more the life of an artist who's having a long career is they're going to be influenced by different things and inspired by different things, you know, over the course of 60, 70 years. And I think that in Instagram, it's very by the day, by the hour kind of a thing, like, and I think that's kind of two competing things in the art world where like, yeah, Instagram can be a great portfolio tool and can get you noticed by, you know hopefully the right people and things like that but also it can create that pressure of like well i have to be creating consistent work that looks like mm-hmm. this and post it every day and all that kind of thing and then that can get in the way of making art and then
0: it's also so, it's it's also like if one of those types of work that you made out of a you know just a it was just like a one day thing becomes the thing that your instagram account blows up for you're you feel like the pressure that you're stuck right
1: yeah absolutely when i made that happens to artists before social media too like you look at mm-hmm. jackson pollock's like early work and it's in my opinion way better and then he kind of stumbled onto his drip paintings and then everyone mm-hmm. was like here's wads of cash and so he did that for the next you know 30 years so i think it's, you have to be a little careful like what is your reasoning yeah. behind making work and whether it's for you or for other people yeah
0: but also make money
1: yeah i mean money is great <laughs> and <laughs> making money with artwork is also great and so yeah. you know In some ways, it can help to have parts of you that you reserve for your work work and then parts Mm -hmm. of you that you reserve for what you enjoy doing because it kind of helps you to not have to contaminate one with the other.
0: So when we first started talking, uh, what was your, that's a dumb question. I'm not going to ask that. I was like, I was like, what was your opinion of me when we first started talking? But how often do you have people come and ask you for advice on social media?
1: Um, not terribly frequently, but I think that like, uh, as I've like gotten more followers, you know, it, it happens more often. I think people will just reach out because, which I think is a great thing about mm-hmm. Instagram and uh, the fact that it is usually run by the artist, So if there's an artist you like, you can reach out to them and, you know, just talk to them. So I think it started um, happening fairly frequently or I've noticed that I get, even just as an illustrator, I get a lot of um, emails from people who are going to art school in England. I don't know why. They will be like, oh, yeah, uh, it's only been schools in England. I've gotten maybe once from a school in the United States, but like maybe like, six or seven times from from schools in the uk where they're supposed to uh like pick illustrators that they like and Mm -hmm. email them and like ask them questions and stuff i don't know why but um
0: now you know your audience
1: yes england apparently (laughs) england but uh, (laughs) but yeah and i mean it's i'm always hopefully other artists are as well but i'm always open to to getting those kinds of messages and talking about um you know, the, what I know of the art world and, and my experience, because I think it can be a very foreboding place where you feel like you're just creating stuff and throwing it out into the abyss and hoping that it lands somewhere. And um, I think it can be really helpful for artists who have been doing it for a while to be not jaded and kind of, you know, open to, to helping yeah. younger people, yeah.
0: I, I've actually had a lot of, of friends that I made through Instagram who have also been super massive helps, like you included.
1: I was just gonna say, I think that like one of the things that I've also learned over the years that's really important is to see everyone who's working in your same field as your colleagues and not as competition. And I think Mm -hmm. that that sometimes when money is involved or awards or whatever it is, it can be very easy to get wrapped up in the idea of like, well, I don't wanna like divulge my secrets because they're my competition. And I think that's dumb. And like, especially in art where, you know, again, your unique voice is what gets you Mm -hmm. work and what gets you noticed. So like the more that you can help other people express their own Unique voice, you know.
0: Do you do you want to ask me anything?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't want anything. I'm turning. I mean, is there? Yeah. I'm turning the podcast around. I'm putting you on the spot. (laughs) Ask me questions. I mean, is there anything that you wish people would talk about? You know, that would help in Um. when you're starting out in the art world, or like things that. Or things think, you've run up against that people don't talk about? Mm-hmm.
0: Honestly, I think it's, it's it's a big part of what you already said uh, in a way of like finding your community through social media because um, for a very long time, um, when I lived where I live right now, uh, it was very hard to find that community and to find um, that artistic voice in real life. Uh, And even like now that I'm back in the space, it's like majority of my audience, majority of my community is back in the US. um, And I wouldn't be in as healthy of a place, I guess. This is getting dark, but (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't be in as healthy of a place as I am right now with my work and my belief of my work and where I see myself going if I didn't have that community still with me.
1: Yeah, and I kind of, I wish that that was something that, I don't know if this was your experience, but in, in my experience in art school, they really didn't talk about the idea of community that much. And I think that there was, um, and maybe I did it to myself because you know I can be competitive too. But like, I think that there was kind of an idea of competition you like want to be the best because there's only a few jobs out there. That was kind of the mentality that um, a lot of my uh, classes had. And I think that I wish that art school had had more of an emphasis on building a community with with those around you because one it you know it can make you feel more supported and it can make you feel um like you're free to make the kind of work you want to make but and also you know um another side of it like a lot of the jobs that i've gotten have come from just friends artists that i've met since art school who are like oh this would be a good fit for you this you know and i think that once you're kind of secure in yourself as an artist you don't feel that competitive spirit and so you can look at a job and say like i'm not really the right person for that but arnold would be great for that job you know and i think that that i wish that that was encouraged more in in art school and i think um that that is almost more important than trying to like be the best you know honestly your
0: work sometimes because of how hard it is to get recognized might take a while to get to that place and having a community that supports you like you did when i uh, was struggling to get some film developed in new york before i had to leave uh and also almost took all of my frames and a lot of my a
1: lot of hopefully my hopefully someone took place. the frames yeah um
0: yeah no i don't know i, yeah, I don't want to I think about In them. an alleyway
1: somewhere
0: yeah They're, yep and it did rain that night so i'm like i'm not thinking no. about it it's fine evan thank you for being on the show Thank I you for me. Do, it was amazing talking to you, like always, even though this is like the second time we've talked in person.
1: In video person, yes. Yeah.
0: In video person, yes. Um, yeah, do you have anything you would like to promote, plug, anything?
1: Uh, no, no, really. You can follow me at, at j.carino.art.
0: I'll pop them up somewhere, somewhere. Thanks, bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs>